discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. If the grapes couldn't hold him, then poverty cannot hold you. If the grapes couldn't hold him, then sickness cannot hold you. Fear cannot hold you down. Sickness cannot hold you down. Oppression cannot hold you down. Depression cannot hold you down. Failure cannot hold you down. See, I'm a success. On the right, on the left, everywhere. I keep going higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. Watch out, I'm coming. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! I'm looking at the... I'm looking at the biggest and greatest people in the country. I'm looking at the most influential people in the country. You will have influence. And you will, your influence will bring grace to many. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah! Give the Lord a shout and take your seat in heavenly places. Wow. Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord? Hallelujah. You are welcome to church. Wow. Hallelujah. So, the last, last Sunday I started sharing with you on two kinds of unbelief. Isn't it? two kinds of unbelief and I've shared so many things on the first kind the first kind of unbelief is what? unbelief due to what? due to a lack of knowledge due to a lack of knowledge hallelujah Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 it says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no more no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. Wow. So unbelief due basically due to a lack of knowledge of God's word, not knowing what God has said concerning a particular thing. Okay? Not knowing what God has said concerning a particular situation. It's a source of unbelief. It's a great source of unbelief. Some, a lot of Christians are unable to go forward or unable to get results the God way basically because of a lack of knowledge. And for that to change, all you need to do is to get knowledge. 
Hallelujah. That's all you need to do. Just get knowledge. Get knowledge of God's word. Find a message that speaks about that particular subject. Find, you see, the Bible says, Seek and you shall find. Isn't it? Who's, who said that? Who said it? Jesus was the one who said it, isn't it? Matthew 7, 7. Hey. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Did you ever hear the story of that taxi driver who picked a certain beautiful lady who couldn't find a husband and was looking for her husband? And when, this, when she sat in a taxi, she realized the taxi driver was very nice. And she wanted the taxi driver to, like, at least they should start something that can become something in the future. And the lady started quoting the scripture, Matthew 7, 7. As they were going, as she was getting to her destination, she said to the driver, Matthew 7, 7. The driver said, what is that? He just kept driving. After some time, the lady asked again, Matthew 7, 7. Because the guy didn't know the scriptures, he didn't know what the lady was talking about. Hey! So he lost, he lost the opportunity. <laughs> Look at this. It says, ask and it shall be given you. If you ask, it shall be given to you. Then it says, seek and you shall find. What does it mean to seek? Look for it. Isn't it? If you look for it, you will find it. If you look for the information concerning um, that thing you are believing God for, you will find it. A lot of Christians don't seek for the, for the, for the knowledge of God's word. And so they never, find, they never find it. And so their faith does not work as it's supposed to. So you must be a seeking type of Christian. Do you see? Find an author concerning the thing you are looking for. You want your health to work? Find an author who has written concerning healing. Find some messages concerning healing. Find some messages on, on that particular subject that you are looking for. And listen. Receive knowledge. Get knowledge. As you get knowledge, your faith will boost it. Because knowledge of God's word brings you faith. Faith now, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Is that not so? So if you seek, you shall find. And then it says, and, it, and knock and it shall be opened unto you. Hallelujah. It's been, a, it's been my experience throughout my Christian life. When I seek, when, sometimes when a thought comes to my mind, when a particular subject comes to my mind, I start getting information concerning that particular subject. It just comes to me. Okay? So if you seek it, you'll find it. And when you find it, just listen. Do what I told you last week. Get knowledge. Get faith out of that particular word by being attentive, giving attention to what you what it is that you are listening to or reading. Don't be a Christian who is not into reading. Hey. Yes, you have to read. You have to be a Christian who is into reading. Okay? This church, um, you see, mind you, there are many lines of ministry. Okay? The body of Christ has many parts. Just as our bodies, our human bodies have many parts. Our, bodies, our body um, is spoken of as 
being the same as the body of Christ. Okay? Christ's body is symbolized with the human body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The head, Pastor please come. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. Now, I will not call Pastelli's head Pastelli and call his body Zanetta. It doesn't work because Zanetta is his wife. You can't, when I say Pastelli, I'm referring to the head and to the body. So the name we bear as a church, as children of God, is Christ. Why? Because our head's name is Christ. Please, you understand. If you read in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, you see it says, For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. 1 Corinthians 12, 13. This is amplified. It says, For we are all baptized, NIV, by one spirit into whatever. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Have you seen it? Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. So we are all in one body. What body is that? It's called the body of Christ. Go to verse 27. Same book, same chapter. Verse 27. It says, Now ye are the body of Christ. And members in particular. So all of us are members of the body of Christ. Are you saying? He is the head. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 21. Look at Ephesians 1, 21. Ephesians 1, 21. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, and not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. 22 rather. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And has put all things under his feet. Isn't it? Go to verse 22, please. And has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to so the church. Have you seen it? He says he, he gave Jesus to be the head, okay, over all things, then he says to the church. Next verse. The church, which is his body. So the church is his what? Body. body. Then he says the fullness of him that filleth all and in all. So Jesus is the head, we are the body. Therefore we bear his name. Please you understand? Say we bear his name. What affects the head? Say it. What affects the head? Affects the body. What affects the body? Affects the head. So Jesus knows all the troubles you have. When you go through the pain, he goes through it. You can't say your, your smallest toenail is paining you, so you are fine. No. If your smallest toenail is swollen, hmm? It's very painful. And you, you can't sleep. No matter how sleepy you are feeling, you realize that the pain is too much, you can't sleep. Is it true? So what affects you affects Christ. You should always know that. You should, you should know how much Jesus cares about you. Jesus cares so much about you. Hallelujah. Are you in the church? Now, in the, this is what I want you to notice. In the body of Christ, there are many parts. Okay? There are many, say there are many parts. The left hand is used for different things, even though it's a hand, from the right hand. If I came to your house and I saw you eating with your left hand, okay, like you are using your left hand 
not spoon. They are using it to eat. What do you think will happen? In our culture, don't talk about other cultures, in our culture, in this Ghana in which we are. I mean, it's not normal. Even if you are left-handed. How many of you are left-handed in this place? Do you use your left hand to eat from your bowl? But you are left-handed. You will use your right hand, isn't it? If you are using a spoon or a fork, then you may use your, your left hand too. But if you want to get, use your fingers to eat the kinky, you can't use your, your left fingers. Why? Hey. Hey. It is for cleaning certain places, isn't it? The left hand is for doing certain things. Is it true? So, even though they are both hands, they are used for different things. They have different functions, and hence, you, you, you do different things with them. They, they don't have the same function. Please, you understand? You can't use your nose to breathe, uh, to, to eat. If I came to your home and you were putting the food into your nose, you are using your nose, you put the straw into your nose and then you are... Doesn't work. That is not the function of the nose. Okay? Ah, the nose is for breathing. Hallelujah. In the same way, in, even though we are all, all Christians are in the body of Christ, but there are different parts. And the Bible talks about it. Okay, the Ephesians, let's read from verse 16 instead. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplied, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. Have you seen it? Maybe you, maybe you are not getting it. Let's read from verse uh, 15 so I understand it more. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. You see, he's saying that Jesus is the head. He says he wants all of us to grow into the head. That is Jesus Christ. Okay? Look at the next verse. From whom? From Jesus Christ... The whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies. So they are joints, just like you have joints in, in our body. They are joints in the body of Christ as well. Okay? Yeah. Then he says, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. Every what? If the. <laughs> Hallelujah. From whom the whole body fully joined together and compacted by that which every joint supply, according to the effectual working in the measure of what every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. So there are different parts, and those parts must increase. Okay? Now, the parts represent various churches with various beliefs. Okay? Various churches with what? Various beliefs. That is why when I was sharing with you concerning marriage, I told you, if you, you don't marry just any Christian, even though we are all Christians, you don't marry just... There are Christians who don't believe in speaking in tongues. It's a part of the body. They have a certain function and they don't believe in it. Even though it's scripture, it's in the Bible, they don't believe in it. They've decided that that is not part. So if you marry, if you on one part that believes in speaking in tongues, marry someone on another part who does not believe in speaking in tongues, you realize that your fellowship doesn't work. You don't flow as you're supposed to. With time, you have trouble. So even though he's a Christian, he doesn't believe some things. You believe in prosperity through giving. He may not believe in prosperity through giving. So what the person believes is very important. What the person believes is what? It's very, very important. Please you understand. And all these parts of the body are fed with knowledge, with certain kinds of knowledge. 
They are all fed with certain kinds of knowledge. They are those who don't believe in evangelism, for instance. They are Christians, they are born again, but they don't believe that people need to be saved by our preaching and our teaching. They believe that the, the, the pe- people will be added to the church when God wants to add them to the church. Yes, it's, they, are also, they are also there. They have a certain name I don't want to mention to uh, cause you to go and look for necessary things. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's, it's another... So if you belong to a certain part, one part, and you want to feed your faith with the information of the other part, it doesn't work. Do you understand? That is why I mentioned certain names to you. If I will tell you, if you are going to read a book, read Ken Higgins' book. How many of you have heard of Kenneth E. Hagen? Huh. Kenneth Hagen. It's in the part that we belong to. This ministry will belong to a certain part. Do you understand? I will tell you to read someone like T.L. Osborne. He is in the part that we belong in. We are all children of God. We are all body of Christ. But we belong to a certain part. I will tell you to listen to or read Pastor Chris. He belongs to the past that you belong to. I will tell you to read or listen to Kenneth Copeland. He belongs to the past that you belong to. Idahosa. Oyedepo. Eh? <laughs> Bishop Dag. Yeah, I love Bishop Dag. He belongs to the past that you belong to. Hallelujah. So when I say get information concerning people who have written, because there are some people who don't believe in healing at all. They don't believe in divine healing at all. They prefer you die. Yes. Heaven is nice. Die and go. But if you die and go before your time, a lot of people will not... You see, someone said something very important. I heard it during the week, and it's really very important. It's very powerful. He said, the person said, he said that your... The next highest relationship you have in this life, apart from your relationship with God, okay, the Godhead, is your relationship with your destiny. Destiny. Say destiny. Destiny. Your destiny makes all the difference. It will inform who you marry. It will inform what church you join. It will inform who becomes your friend. And it will inform the why of your life. Why are you existing? So your relationship with your destiny makes all the difference. It will inform your behavior. The books you read and all of those things. You will not just read anything. You will not just become friends with anybody. You will not just do certain things because you know you are called on a mission. You have something to accomplish. You know that you are here for a reason. You are not here to just move around and exist. No, there's a reason for your life. Wow. So it's important to reach the, you read the right information. Get the right, if, if you, as soon as you start mixing it, you start getting problems. Creflodala is in our, our path. Do you know Creflodala? He's also a pastor in America. Yeah. Hallelujah. They feed, they feed you with knowledge. That boosts your faith with respect to whatever it is that you're looking for. If you throw them out of the window, you are throwing your destiny out of the window. Reverend George is in that part. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. We believe that the new creation actually exists and that when you become born again, you, become a, you, you actually become a child of God. We don't believe that you are a child of God dependent on what you do or do not do. You are a child of God because of what the word of God says you are. He says if you give your life to Christ, if you get born again, you are now a child of God. There are people who don't believe that they are children of God. They believe that their works is what makes them children of God. So if you are listening to someone like that, you realize you are confused. You realize you can't have the faith you need for what you are looking at having. Or what you are looking at accomplishing. Please you understand. So it's very important that you know where you are and the information you are receiving. And you continue along that line. Or else you corrupt yourself. And you will believe what you are not supposed to believe. And you put yourself into trouble. Yeah. There are those who believe in... They believe that all the things the fetish priests do are um, a corruption of an authentic aspect of God's kingdom. So they are the ones who are called to bring the correct part of what they do. So they are Christians who are into palm reading. They are Christians who are into uh, stargazing horoscope. They will tell you that you are Capricorn and because you are Capricorn you are, this is what will happen. You have to live in the east for the rest of your life. You have to, wherever you go, look for the east and live there. East Legon, you have to live in East Legon, East Cantonment, East something. Yeah. It is, it is a part. We don't know what part that is, but it is a part inside and some people are there. That's what they like. Yeah. Wow. But some, some are genuinely and honestly not even Christian. Because when you check the Bible, you realize that what they are doing, ah, this is not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. You are forcing it to be in the Bible. Wow. So it's important. Okay? Say it's important. Yeah. The kind of knowledge you are receiving makes all the difference. Hmm? So today I'm, going to, I'm sharing with you on the second aspect of unbelief. There are two kinds of unbelief. There are two kind of unbelief is unbelief due to unpersuadableness. Unbelief due to what? Unpersuadableness. Unpersuadableness. U-N-P-E-A-R U-N-P-E-R S-U-A D-A B-L-E Unpersuadable B-L-E-N-E-S-S did you get the spelling right? I'm sure you've gone to school. Yeah. Unpersuadableness. Unbelief due to what? Unpersuadable. So, you can jump the first level of unbelief by having knowledge. You get knowledge. You have the knowledge of God's word. You know what to do. You know what God says. Now do it. Now what? Do it. Do what you know. So, doing what you know. Doing the word of God... It's what cures unpersuadableness. Unbelief due to unpersuadableness. And if you read Ephesians, um, Hebrews chapter 4, let's read Hebrews chapter 4 from verse 1 so that we understand what I'm talking about very well. Okay? Are you in the church? Do you like what I'm sharing with you? Ask me about which part do you belong to? Which part do you belong to? <laughs> it's important though. There are those who believe that you can't eat certain things. You know what I'm talking about. 
You can't eat what? Pork. You can't eat snails. You can't eat crabs. You can't eat because they are unclean. But in the New Testament, in Acts chapter 10, eh, God showed Peter a vision with all kinds of animals in it. And God told Peter that, stand up, kill and eat. And Peter said, my Lord, I'm a Jew. This is unclean. And the voice returned and told him that, don't call that which I have cleansed unclean. The same Bible in the New Testament says that don't reject anything, receive everything with thanksgiving. Because your thanksgiving sanctifies everything. Hey! Then in Romans chapter 14, in Romans chapter 14 verse 1, look at Romans chapter 14 verse 1. He says that eating everything means that you have a higher faith. Hey! <laughs> I'm not the one who's saying it. It's in the Bible. Romans chapter 14 verse 1. Him that is weak in the faith. Him that is what? Weak. Him that is weak where? Him that is weak in the faith, receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. Next verse. For one believer that he made, made all things, another who is weak, he dead helps. I'm not the one who said it. I'm not the one in the Bible. Another who is weak, he dead helps. <laughs> Some people are into eating frog legs and frogs and all of that. I mean, so long as it is, it is, it is cooked properly, it's fine. Some people like dog. Dog meat and pito. Hey! I'm not the one who said it. Pastor Papo is the one who said it. For one believer that he may eat all things, another who is weak, eateth herbs. Let, next verse. Look at the next verse. It says, Let him that eateth despise him that eateth not. And let not him which eateth not judge him that eateth. For God has received him. I mean, it says, Don't let food be a problem for you. We are all Christians. The fact that he is eating uh, pork and snails and all those things, and you are eating only herbs, does not mean that he is not a Christian. You are all Christians. It's the Lord has received both of you. Don't let food become a problem. There are those who say that no matter what, they are keeping the Sabbath. The Sabbath is Saturday. Biblically speaking, Sabbath is Saturday. But when Jesus rose from the dead... The, the church started meeting on the first day of the week because Jesus rose up from the, on the first day of the week. That is why we meet on Sunday because Sunday is the first day of the week. Do you understand? But then there are some people who say that no, the Sabbath must be kept. Whether you keep the Sabbath or do not keep the Sabbath, we are, the most important thing is that you are born again. Have you given your life to Christ? Have you received Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior? Just know, know that if someone is born again, that's powerful. Then find out which tribe he belongs to. I'm not talking about your, your natural tribe. I'm talking about your spiritual tribe. Find the part in which he belongs to. If he belongs to the part that is confused about something and is not ready to change, leave him there. You stay where God wants you to be. And serve the body of Christ. Love all men. That's all. Are you saying it? Uh-huh. Receive all men. Hallelujah. Ask me about, do you eat all things? What did he say? Yeah, if you go to the army, you realize that snakes are a delicacy. In the army, snakes are a delicacy. It's, it's uh, what's her name? We have, we have an army official here, a lady. I don't know if she's here today. I would, I would have asked her if she has eaten a snake before. It's, it's princess. Is she here? She's not here. She's here to come. Okay. Yeah. You realize that snakes is normal. If you see uh, a python moving around, hey, it's meat. 
Others will run, but in the army, it is meat. Yeah, in certain places, it's, it's serious meat. The snake runs for its life when it sees them. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, so, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1, all the way to verse 6, okay? Unbelief due to what? Due to unpersuadableness. Okay? You want your faith to work, right? Okay, so I'm going to share with you how it can work. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. Next verse. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Next verse. For we which have believed do enter into rest. As he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Verse 4. I'm going to explain to you, okay? For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. And in this place, again, if they shall enter into my rest. Verse 6. Seeing therefore it remained that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not because of unbelief. Have you seen it? Next verse. Again, he limited a certain day, saying to David, Today, after so long a time, as he said, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. But go back to verse 6. Verse 6 is what I want you to see. It says there were some people who were preached to concerning the rest of God, but they didn't enter the rest of God because of their unbelief. Who are the people who are talking about? He was talking about the children of Israel. Okay? He was talking about the children of what? Israel. He says, Seeing therefore it remained that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. They entered not in because of unbelief. They didn't have the experience. They didn't, they didn't enjoy the promise of God because of unbelief. Now, the word unbelief here is different from any word unbelief in the whole Bible. The word unbelief here means disobedience. Maybe I should, share, I should give you the Greek word so that you know. Okay? Do you like Greek words? The word unbelief here is apitheia. Okay? A-P-E-I-T-H-E-I-A. Apitheia. A-P-E-I-T-H. A-P-E-I-T-H-E-I-A. Apitheia. And it means opposition to the divine will. It also means disobedience. Say disobedience. Hmm. Or refusal to do. Disobedience or what? Refusal to do. Say refusal to do. So he was talking about the children of Israel. They didn't enter in. They didn't enjoy the blessings of God. They didn't enjoy what God had said. Because God had told them, you see, no Israelites could say and play innocence. Eh? With a lack of knowledge. They all knew what God has said. Every Israelite knew what God has said. God said it to, to Moses. Moses came to say it to them. And God showed up and said it to them on several occasions. And did several signs to let them know that he was the one who, was, who had called them. Red Sea parted. Manna was falling in the desert. A cloud will come over them in the morning during the day. They were walking in the desert where the sun was always hot. 
in the day. And when the, when the sun rises in the morning, a cloud will rise and cover them and make their journey very cool. So they had a cool environment. It was like an air-conditioned environment in the desert. Then in the evening, just like today, in the evenings, you will have the cloud moving to become a pillar of fire. That gave them heat. Because in the desert, it becomes very cold in the night. Extremely cold. Do you see? Uh-huh. All these things are happening. They had a rock following them. That gave them water every day. If they needed water, all they needed to do was to go to that rock. And that rock would give them water. When they moved from here to Accra Central, the rock would be moving with them as they go. They were fearful people. The Bible says that the rock was following them. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Uh, look at 1 Corinthians 10, verse 3. It says, And they all did eat the same spiritual meat, or spiritual food. Then it says, And did all drink the same spiritual drink. They all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank of the spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. It says the rock followed them. Have you seen it? It was a rock. God told Moses, strike that rock and water shall come out. And when he struck that rock, water came out. The day water came out from that rock, the rock followed them throughout the desert. Because there was no water in the desert. Another time, God told him, go and speak to the rock. When, it was the same rock. When Moses went, he struck the rock again. He struck it twice. And the Lord said that you don't strike the rock twice. Why? Because the rock was actually Christ. Moses didn't know that the rock was Christ, but the rock was Christ. He says, if you crucify Christ, you don't crucify him again. It's in the New Testament. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the rock was very, a very fearful people. Their clothes were growing with them. If you came out of Israel, Egypt with a ten, as a 10-year-old, as you grew up, your clothes grew up with you. Nobody had to get new clothes. Their shoes grew up with them. As they were growing up, if you came out of Egypt as a three-year-old with your three-year-old shoes, you didn't have to throw it away. The shoes grew with you. You've never read it in your Bible? Wow. Read your Bible. Hallelujah. Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 21. Yeah, uh-huh. this one even says, Deuteronomy 29, look at Deuteronomy 29, verse 5. It says, And I have led you 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes are not waxing old upon you, and thy shoe is not waxing old upon thy foot. Have you seen it? Uh-huh. But Nehemiah reported it very well. This was Moses talking, but the one in Nehemiah explains it even some more. Hey! So these guys had a lot of very nice things. Open your eyes, open your eyes, brother. Help him. He's really gone. Open your eyes, okay? Nehemiah chapter what? Chapter 9, verse 21. 21. He says, Yea, forty years did thou sustain them in the wilderness, so that they lacked nothing. Have you seen it? Yeah. Their clothes was not old, and their feet swelled not. Their feet did not swell. Okay? They were walking in the desert, but their feet were not swelling. They didn't have different shoes because they were not fighting wars when they were in the wilderness. 
there were no wars. If you, if you wanted to get clothes and shoes and those things during those times, you need to fight wars in order to get those things. But they weren't fighting wars. There was only one war they fought. That was with Amalek. The first time they came out of, when they came out of Egypt, the first group that attacked them was Amalek. Okay? Next verse. Moreover, thou gavest them kingdoms and nations, and this gave, divided them into corners. So they possessed the land of Sihon, the land of the king of Hezbon, the land of Og, king of Bashan. Have you seen it? Their feet did not swell. Their clothes did not wax old. Their clothes grew older with them. They didn't get new clothes from anywhere. Wow. So this same God told them that I'm giving you a land that is flowing with milk and honey. So no, none of them could say that God had not, they, had, they didn't know, the, they had knowledge of God's word. Apart from they having knowledge of God's word, when they got to the brink of Canaan, they sent 12 spies to go and spy out the land. And when the 12 spies came, they came with the fruits of the land of Canaan. And they came to confirm and say that truly the land flows with milk and truly flows with what? With honey. So they knew. Tell anybody they knew. They had knowledge. But they didn't act on the knowledge. That was their problem. So unbelief due to unpersuadableness is refusing to act on the knowledge of God that you have. So you have the knowledge of God. You have skipped the first kind of unbelief. But even though you have the knowledge of God, you don't want to use that knowledge. You are not willing to use that knowledge. You are not willing to act on God's word. You know it, but you don't want to use it. That is, God calls it unbelief. And he warns us against that kind of unbelief. So in, in, in Hebrews chapter 4, where we're reading, if you look at verse 11, Hebrews 4 verse 11. He says, let us therefore fear, lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should come, let us labor therefore, this is verse 11, let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Have you seen it? He says, he doesn't want any of us to fall after the same example of unbelief that they had. And the, the word unbelief is the same word unbelief in verse 6. So he's talking about what Israel experienced. The same experience Israel had. Are you in the church? What was Israel's problem? Like I said, they knew. They knew God. They knew His word. They had had evidence. They had had too many miracles, testimonies, showing that God existed and God was the one who was talking to them. God was the one who was moving with them and all of that. They knew. Manna will come. Quails will come. They asked for meat. God brought them quails in the desert. He brought them meat in the desert. So much meat that you needed to travel one day, walk for one day, all around in order to cover the meat that came. You need to walk one day this way, 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 in order to be able to get to the edge, the last bed. And they came to land without moving. They all came to land in the, in the camp of Israel. And when the flowers fall, they started landing on each other. They landed on each other to the waist of a man. Yes. God brought them so much. And the same God said, I'm taking you to a land flowing with milk and honey. When they got to the brink of the land flowing of, with milk and honey, let's look at what happened. Do you want to see what happened? Yeah. Numbers chapter 13. Let's read Numbers chapter 13 from, from verse 27. Numbers 13 from verse 27. So, the 12 spies were sent out. When they came back, this was their testimony, okay? 12 spies, one from each tribe. There were 12 tribes of Israel. Can you name the 12 tribes of Israel? What, which one do you know? Judah. 
Reuben, Gad, Simeon, Levi, Benjamin, Manasseh, Ephraim, Issachar, Zebulon, Naphtali, Asher. That's 12. Genesis 49, verse 1. Does it say everything? It doesn't say their names together at once. That's it. Uh-huh. So it will be difficult. But did you get it? If you didn't get to listen to the message, you will know. Then these are the 12 tribes of Israel. Hallelujah. You must know the Bible, okay? If you don't know the Bible, you will not have any basis for faith. For instance, in Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Look at Mark eleven twenty-three. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall see unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. That's how faith works. Faith works by, I, I, I showed you when I was teaching on what faith is, the first message I preached. Okay? What faith is, or what, do you have faith? Isn't it? Yes. And I spoke, I explained what faith was. Faith is believing and speaking. The spirit of faith is believing and speaking. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. We all have in the same spirit of faith, as it is written, I believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. There's a spirit of faith, and that's how it functions. Faith is like a, it's like a, uh, it's like a force. Like gravity. Is gravity a force? Do you see gravity with your physical eyes? But does it exist? It exists. It's there. Isn't it? If you say gravity does not exist, then so you go and stand on the, the building, this building, and then you jump. Because you don't believe that gravity exists. What do you think will happen to you? You break your legs. Is it true? So whether you believe it or not, it exists. Faith is like that. Whether you believe it is there or not, it is there. It works. It's a spirit. It's an influence. It's a force that works. Now, he wants you to know how to use it to your advantage. That's why he's teaching you on it. Faith, faith does not work in the realm of reason. It does not work in the realm of reason. It's not something you reason out. It's something you believe with your heart. Not with your mind. With your heart. So if, if there's going to be a problem with faith, it's going to be a problem with your heart. So he says that whosoever shall see unto this mountain, be that removed and be that cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, not in his mind. So you can be asking your faith out, and your head is saying, my friend, what you are doing is wrong. What you did this one? Hey, do you think you, you know you are going to die? This one? Your head can be saying so many things, but your heart says, we are doing it. Nothing can stop it. Your head can be saying so many things throughout. Okay? For instance, when, Peter told, when Jesus told Peter to come, Peter told Jesus, if it is you, then tell me to come. Peter knew he needed a word from Jesus to be able to act on. So Jesus said, come. When Jesus said, come, he knew he had received the word of God upon which he could act. So he stepped out of the boat. And the Bible says that he began to walk on the water. Peter actually took some steps on the water. Why? Because at that time he had his eyes on Jesus. And his heart was on Jesus. But then he took, started taking his eyes off Jesus to the waves, the boisterous winds around. And when he looked and saw the waves, the Bible says he began to sink. And Jesus, imme- the Bible says he immediately stretched forth his hands and caught him. When he cried out, he says, Lord, eh, you can see it. But when he saw the wind boisterous and he, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Are you saying it? Yeah. Hmm. But the Bible says he actually walked on water. The guy walked on the water. He did. A human being walked on water. 
So it wasn't something exclusive to Jesus. I don't forget it. Uh-huh. But Peter started, he says he was afraid. Fear came in. When he saw, he became afraid. He allowed what was seen to inform him. To inform his heart. Fear is of the heart. It's not of the mind. It's of the heart. Doubt is not of the mind. It's, it's of the heart. It's the quality of the heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you don't know what the word of God has said, your mind will be saying so many things to you. It's always like that. When I'm trying to put your faith to work, it's always like that. The ability to do what God said to do in the midst of the chaos and the problems, okay, is faith. Faith is staying with the word of God no matter what is going on until God's word has come to pass. So you have, you have symptoms of the sickness. It's showing forth. You realize that things are happening. It's not going well. But then you know from your heart that God has said by his stripes, by Jesus' stripes, you were healed a long time ago. So I am healed. No matter what is going on, I am what? Holding on to God's word in the midst of the fire, in the midst of the challenges, in the midst of the troubles, okay, is being persuaded concerning what God has said. So it is not pleasant. There are doubts that will come. But he says it's not doubt in your don't doubt in your heart, not in your head. As for your head, things will come. Things will come to your head. Hey, are you sure you are not dying? Look at all the things that are happening. Hmm. You are dying. If you don't make a move, you will die. Hmm. Are you sure you are going to prosper? If you don't make a move and you don't go and see this man for the person to sleep with you and do something to you, for you, him to give you 100,000 CDs. I don't know who has that deal, but normally you don't get a deal as high as that. 100,000, that's a lot, isn't it? <laughs> Nobody will sleep with you for 100,000. Very few people. Hey! It's expensive, it's not easy. Girls are suffering. Go by the way of faith, not by the way. Go, find out what God has said concerning your finances, concerning your prosperity. And hold on to it, no matter what is going on around you. It may look as though you are the winds, boisterous, whatever. Keep your gaze on Jesus. He says, looking away from all that will distract unto Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12. Okay, verse, verse 2. Hebrews 12, 2. The Amplified says, looking away from all that will distract. Looking away from all that will distract to Jesus. Who is the leader and the source of our faith? Giving the first incentive for our belief. And it's also its finisher. Bringing it to the maturity, to maturity and perfection. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He says, keep your focus on him. So, a life of faith is focusing on Jesus. Not on the winds. It's a life of walking on the water. So, you don't take your eyes off him. You keep your eyes on him. You keep your eyes on what he says, what he thinks, what he's saying to you. Not what is happening around you. The children of Israel came back with bad testimony concerning the land of, the land of Canaan. Ten of them came and said that the land truly... Comes, has milk flowing in it and has uh, honey flowing in it. It's, it's true. But then there are giants on the land. He says, We were as grasshoppers, we, we look like grasshoppers in their eyes, and we also saw ourselves as grasshoppers in our own eyes. That's what they said. All that is in Numbers chapter 13, what we're going to read. Numbers 13, 27 down. Yeah. So they allowed what they saw. To change what God has said. They knew what God has said. They knew the knowledge of God's word. 
But then they didn't act on what God has said because they were not persuaded enough. The word unbelief is unpersuadableness. To not be persuaded. You are, he's not persuaded enough to do what God says to do. So when it comes to the brink of doing what God says to do, if you don't act, it means that you are unbelief. You are in unbelief. So, and, and you see, doing the word of God is actually dependent on your will. It is your willingness. You decide to do it. If you decide not to do it, nothing will happen. But if you decide to, to do what God says you should do, then something will happen. Hallelujah. I don't know if you are feeling what I'm saying. So at the, at the brink, when, when it comes to like the thing, and Kasa, like you are there now, the, th- the challenge is facing you. The sickness has manifested in your body. All the symptoms are there. You are coughing. <laughs> With base, the base type of cough. Your lungs are freezing. What will you do? So what will you do eh? <laughs> when the challenge is there or what you do when the challenge is there in the midst of the challenge shows us your faith. Hello? Do you like my message? Is it too difficult to understand? It's as simple as that. What has the Lord said? Doing it do the word in adverse and difficult and in contrary circumstances. Will you change your confession when you're, you don't have money? Will you change your confession when you don't have money? Will you change your confession when your health is threatened and you feel the excruciating pain? You feel it. You must do or act on the word after you have, you have knowledge of it. Believing is an act of the will. We act on the word if we will. So it is according to your will. Do you want to do it? Do you want to follow this line or you want to follow another line? It's actually up to you. Yes. So Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19 rather gives us a very nice scripture. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. If you are willing, come now and let us reason. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Look at verse 20. But if you refuse and rebel, have you seen it? If you refuse and rebel, disobedience, disobedience is rebellion. If you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with a, with a sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you rebel, if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with a sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Hallelujah. So where your heart is makes all the difference. The children of Israel saw the, 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 the giants. They didn't even see it. Ten of twelve went to see and came to see. Ten said that the giants are there, they'll kill us. And all of Israel responded to the ten. The two said, we are able to take them. God is with us and we can take them. They are as bread. That's in chapter 14. They'll be as bread for us. And the, the ten said, no, we can't. And that was, So they knew God, they knew his word, they knew his will, they knew everything about God. They knew how powerful God was. They knew how God would not let them down. But when it came to making the choice of making a move, they said, we can't. And when God came, God was so angry with them. Look at God's, God's reply. Go to chapter 14. Let's read from verse uh, 4. Chapter 14 from verse 4. And they said one to another, let us make a captain and let us return into, into Egypt. They were making plans of going back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before 
all the assembly of the congregation of the, of the children of Israel. And Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. So the, those two rent their, they tore their clothes like men. And they spoke unto the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. Is what? An exceeding good land. Next verse. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into the land and give it to us. Give it to us. A land which flows with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord. Neither fear ye the people of the land. For they are bread for us. They are what? Why are they bread for us? Because God is with us. Not because of our strength, our physical strength or anything that we can. But God is with us. You remember, they said, if the Lord is with us, we'll be able to defeat these people. For, then it says, their defense departed from them. And the Lord is with us. Fear them not. Their defense departed from them. The Lord is with us. Fear them not. That's what they said. But the children of Israel took stones to stone them. Next verse. Verse 10. But all the congregation bade stone, with the, sto, bade stone them with stones. And the, as they were going to stone them, the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before the children of Israel. Verse 11. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long will these people provoke me? And how long will it be ere they believe me? How long will it take for them to believe me? For all the signs which I have showed among them, all the signs I have showed among them, still, all the things I have done, still, they don't know that it's, I'm the one who has spoken. I'm the, I've spoken. Move. If you move, you will get your answer. Peter knew who it was that was talking to him. He knew that Jesus was the Son of God. He had control over the elements. So when he said, come, he stepped out. So stepping out in faith, okay, is believing. Staying in the boat after the Lord has spoken. You know who the Lord is. You know his word. But then you are like, hey, Lord, you don't know the waves that are around though. It's okay, keep, to, keep your word. We know what you are talking about, but we are not going to move. That's unbelief. You are actually in unbelief. And he says, make sure you don't follow the example of the Israelites. That example they, they gave us. This one. So, acting the word or doing the word, when it is time to do it, is faith. Believing and trusting God for the supply in the midst of the lack is faith. The three Hebrew boys, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, told the king that, my king, let, may it be known unto you that we will not do what you are saying we should do. Even if the Lord does not deliver us, we don't care. They were persuaded about God's word concerning their lives. So they didn't care what someone did or did not do. They, they had gone beyond circumstances and situation. When situation and circumstances change your confession, it means that you are, on, you are in unbelief. Are you in the church? Do you like what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. So not allowing anything to change your confession or change your feeling is being in faith. As for the challenges, they will come. Have you ever had any challenge before? The challenges, they will come. Christianity is not a life apart from situations or challenges or problems. Your father will be rushed to the hospital. There's nothing wrong with it. It will come one of these days. The devil has been planning it. It will come. I'm not cursing you. I'm telling you the obvious. Has your father been rushed to the hospital before? My father has been rushed to the hospital before. If yours has not been rushed to the hospital before, one day he may be rushed. I'm not saying he will. He may. 
be rushed to the hospital. But what you, how you behave is very important. Hey, Lord, I thought you said you never leave me or forsake me. Look at, look at my, look at my, look at my father. Do you get it? How you behave in the midst of the problems makes all the difference. After the problem, they will come. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 22. Look at Matthew 7, 22. Never think Christianity is a life without problems. It's a life of problems, but then staying or doing the word in the midst of the problems. Don't be a Christian who is afraid of problems. Or whose relationship with God is based on problems. Or no, the presence of or absence of problems. Do you understand what I'm saying? When there's a problem, no church, no God, no nothing. When there's no problem, ah, it's fine. Everything is okay. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is good all the time. All the time. Oh, uh-huh. you, so you say God is good all the time and when you are okay. But when times change, you say God is not good. Or oh, when there's a problem, that's when you know God. When everything is fine, you won't come to church. You get it. Or vice versa. When there's a problem, that's when you know God. Huh, that one too is there. When there's a problem, there are people who are like that. When there's a problem, they are with God. No money. Ah, Lord. I love you, Lord. Yeah, I love you, Lord. Lord, do something before you die. Then when times change and things become smooth. What's all this? We are too busy. We are too busy. We are too busy. I can't, I, I don't, I, I'm too busy for the Lord. I mean, I'm too busy. I'm busy. Ah, you want me to come to church? Do you know the time that I will spend? Do you know how much money I can make in the three hours that I'll be in church? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I'm busy. I'm not coming. Hey, brother. Wow. Therefore, whosoever hear these sayings of mine and doeth them, so the key is in doing them. It's not just hearing. Hearing brings faith. But after faith has come, doing what God says you should do is what brings you the actual results. Okay? Hello? Therefore, whosoever hear these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Next verse. And the rain descended and the floods came. And the winds blew and beat upon that house. Do you understand beat? Is beat comfortable? Ask your neighbor, is beat comfortable? Try and hit your neighbor and see if it is comfortable enough for the person. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not. Why? For it was founded upon a rock. So doing the word of God brings you on the rock. It helms you properly. It fixes you properly on the rock. And the rock is Christ. Isn't it? Hallelujah. So you must learn to do the word. You must act on the word. Just act on You see, acting the word, okay, is like being a, a how do you, an actor. A movie actor. A movie actor acts what is written on the script. Whether he feels it, he feels like it, or does not feel like it, makes no difference. He knows that acting it is what will bring him his money. So the word do, doer of the word, is the same word for acting. In this place, where it says, go back to verse 24, Therefore, whosoever heareth these things of mine, and doeth them. Doeth them means to act. Maybe I should give you the Greek word. Should I give you the Greek word? 
Do you like Greek words? It's the same word used in James. James chapter 1 from verse 22. So we can look at that one too. The word is poio. P-O-I-E-O. Poio. And it means to make. Okay? It also means to be the author's author of something. Hallelujah. Go to James. James chapter 1. So the one, the one in James, this one says, but be doers of the word. This one is a derivative of the other one, poio. This one is poietes. Poietes. So it's poio but with T-E-S with it. P-O-I-E-T-E-S. Okay? Poietes. And it means this one also to, to be a maker, to produce something, to utter something, to be a performer. It means to be what? A performer or a poet. A poet or a performer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you seen a poet before? Poets actually act out what they are saying. <laughs> Hallelujah. Poyo. It means to act out God's word. So you may not feel like it. Like I said, faith is not in the realm of reasoning. If you know these things, you will be, you'll be very fine. You realize that even though your mind is, not, is saying something against the word of God, and things around you are saying something against the word of God, you will not be moved. You will act out the word of God. The word says in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, it says, For you know the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty might be rich. Isn't it? 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. Show it to us, please. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. So, this is what he has said concerning you. You look at your bank account, there's nothing inside. You look at your pocket, there's nothing inside. What do you do and what do you say? He says because of you, he became poor, so that you through his poverty might be rich. So, what do you do? You affirm what he has said concerning you. Because you became poor, that I might be rich. I, have, I declare boldly that I am rich. Even though I don't have any money in my pocket, I know that I will forever be supplied for. I, will live in, I live in abundance from today onwards in the name of the Lord Jesus. You don't feel like it. You don't think like it. You don't just behave like it. Do you understand? Act like it. Act the word. To do the word means to act the word. I don't know if you are catching it. You act. When you are acting something, you may not be what you are acting. Most actors are not what they are. What they are acting. Yeah. Have you seen uh, this movie? Avengers Endgame. The killer. What's his name? Thanos. You see in the movie, he's big, tall, he's big, he's a giant. In real life, that guy is so short. <laughs> the guy who acted as Thanos, eh, he's very short. Maybe like 8 gig. I'm not joking with you. He's a very short guy. But in the movie, he acted tall like a giant. Yeah. So even though he's not tall, naturally speaking, he's acting, so he behaves tall and like a giant, a very rude guy, a very wild guy. <laughs> that is how to do the word. To do the word is to act it out. To act like it. 
So you act well, even though in reality you are not well. But the word of God is the script that you are acting. The script says you are well. So what do you do? I am well. You may not be feeling, actors may not feel like crying. But they have a scene of crying. So you have to let the tears come out. Without rub. You don't need rub. I mean, I remember those times, Ghanaian actors would put rub under their eye and they would cry small. But you have to get into, put yourself into that particular state and cry. For the, for the director to be happy. Hey! You may be on a diet. You may be, you may, you, you may be a vegetarian, but they'll say, eat this meat in the scene. Eat the meat. You don't say, oh, I'm not. You are fired. You are going home. Isn't it? Just act it out and be free. So doing the word of God has to do with acting what God has said. Acting out what God has said. In Ephesians chapter, chapter, uh, chapter 2, verse 8. Look at Ephesians 2, 8. Ephesians 2, 8. For by grace are you saved through faith. Not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. For by grace are you saved through what? So are you saved? What does it mean to be saved? If you give your, how do you get saved? If you give your life to Christ, you, if you receive him as the Lord of your life, Eh? and you confess him, what will happen? You shall be saved. So even if you don't feel like you are saved, so long as you have acted out what he has said, what it means is that you are saved. So you act saved because that is what God has said concerning you. Please, do you understand? Yeah. You may not know all the things that you ought to do, but because of what God has said, and you have, if you have acted on what God has said, then it means that you are, you are, you are saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is it too difficult to believe? No. It is very simple. Yeah. So acting out God's word. Acting out God's word. We are, there are just a few of us here. But I know that very, very soon, this whole place will be full. We will have a gallery here. There will be so many people here. 4,000 and more here. Whether you say in Jesus' name or you don't say in Jesus' name, it's not my problem. This is what God has told me. I believe it. So when I'm preaching, I preach as though I'm talking to so many people. I don't say oh, there are few people there, so I mean, this is, they are not even listening to me. They are even sleeping as I'm preaching. No, I'm not even looking at you. Whether you sleep or not, I'll wake you up and continue preaching. <laughs> Hallelujah. When our church started, it was a very small church, but we never said it was small. We would tell them that you are in the biggest church in the whole country. Why? We're putting our feet together. Because that's what God said. God's, the, everything that comes out of God is big. There's nothing that comes out of God that is small. Everything that comes out of God is big. Someone say, ah, but ants are not big. Let ants come to your house. You see that they are very powerful. If you leave them, they'll carry all the sugar in your house. They'll, carry, they'll even carry your blanket away. You'll be surprised. <laughs> is it true? Everything God creates is big. Nothing from God is small. Hallelujah. So they will say, oh, my business is small. When they ask, how's your business? It's a small business, you know. We are not doing well. We don't really know much. Uh, We are now trying to do something. No. Say something else. My business is big. It's growing bigger and bigger. Yeah. Don't don't think that by talking in a set, by talking small, you cut the interest of others for them to help you. 
Did you understand? Yeah. Don't think that by talking small, you are um, putting yourself in a place where people will help you. No, don't do that. Remember, you already have help. The Holy Spirit is your helper. Human beings are used by God as and when He wants to use them. So you don't go begging everybody or you don't go talking in a certain way to try and see if you can get some help from somebody. Oh, can you please help me? I don't know. Since I started life, I've always had problems. When something good is coming to happen, then something bad will come. And then this one, can you please help me? What you are saying is that if me too, I try to help you, something bad will happen. So I don't want to. It's okay. Go, go your way. You have bad luck. Hey. So James chapter 1, verse 22, where we're reading. It says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. If you are just hearing, it says you are deceiving yourself. Ask the word of God out. Ask the word of God out. You may not feel like you are righteous. But the Bible says that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So you act it. And the righteousness, you, you act it by declaring it. Act as talk. Isn't it? Act as talk and also act physically. So you talk. And the righteousness of God, and then you act like it. What does a righteous person do? He lives right. He lives the life of God. He lives right. When he's given opportunity to do wrong, he does the other, he does the opposite. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Say I'm the righteous of God. Say I'm a child of God. Say I'm full of the Holy Ghost. You may not feel like you're full of the Holy Ghost, but you're full of the Holy Ghost. You act like it. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. You say it. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. And then he tells you what happens when you are full of the Holy Spirit. He says you speak in chants. And you sing melodies to the Lord. So that's what you, you act like it. You act like it. You, like, you act like it. He says when you speak in chants, you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Is that what he says? Yeah. So, you, so everything, without faith, it's impossible to please God. You act by faith with every single thing in the Bible. Because the life of the Spirit is a life of faith. Hallelujah. Yeah. So long as I'm speaking in tongues, I know I'm ready to do what God wants me to do. I know I'm ready. I'm fitted for it. When I'm going to evangelism, I, sp- I spend time speaking in tongues. If I have 30 minutes, I speak in tongues for 30 minutes. Then I step out. When I step out, I know that my words are not my words. They are the Holy Ghost words. I'll speak on the outside. He will use the word I'm speaking to consume your heart. So you step out of faith. You don't just move. No. How do you feel catching it? Is it making sense? One, of my, one man of God said he, said, he said he was tired of boarding Trotro. I'm not going to, I'm talking about uh, Pastor Mensah, but he said, I'm tired of boarding I'm not going to board Trotro anymore. So he started picking taxis many years ago. He wanted to raise his faith. So no more Trotro. I'm going to do taxis. He said, when he doesn't have money, he walks. Yes. I would walk if I didn't have money. <laughs> yeah no matter the circumstance I'll, I'll. and amazingly he always had money to but when he decided I'm going to change this he had money all the time to do that and when he didn't have money he would walk then after some time he said I'm tired of someone else driving me I want to drive myself so a car must come so I'm believing God for a car now Believing God for a car and thinking, okay, maybe it can come from here, it can come from here, it can come from here. It's being in the reason, in the realm of reason. You are in the realm of reason. You are calculating. 
Oh, maybe it will come from here, to come from. Hmm, let's see if we can talk to this person and see if we can bring it. No, you are in the realm of reason. Are you in the church? Yeah. If you are in the realm of faith, this one is not working. When things are coming to your mind, you are like, ah, God has said it. I've received it. That settles it. It will come. Wherever it will come from, I don't know, but it will come. And you'll be surprised that a deal, you know, people, sometimes God will lead you, start saving. God will tell you, start saving. You save. Just follow God. You start saving. You save, you save, you save, you save, you save. You get to maybe 5,000. And someone will bring you a car that is worth 30,000 or 40,000 and say, I need 5,000 for it. Ah, you've never seen that before? I've seen it so many times. I, 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 I need money. I need to buy a plane ticket. I'm going to America. This is my car. Can you... I need 5,000. Can you take it and give me 5,000? You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. One young man was getting out. He was always declaring. He, he saw himself in a, in a white Corolla. <laughs> As he was praying, he saw himself in a white Corolla. God, you are giving me a car. I believe it. I receive it with my heart. He started declaring, I have a white Corolla. I, there, was no, there was nothing around him that could give me a, a white Corolla. One day, one was stepping out of the house. He was fellowship with the Lord. And he was, you know, before you go to work, you talk to the Lord. So he was talking to the Lord. Then God told him, wear this particular dress. Wear this blue-black dress. And he wore the blue-black dress. And he went to stand by the bus station like he always does. As he was standing by the bus station, a white corolla came to park. A woman stepped out and said, you are the one I've been looking for. God told me to come here. I'll see a young man with a blue-black dress. I've been seeing you for the last three months. And I've been passing by to see if I'll find you. Today I've found you. God says, I should give you this car. And gave the car to him. You see? Yeah, yeah. Is, it, is it true? Hey. Hey. <laughs> we walk by faith and not by sight. It's, 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 not, it's not out to use God. You don't use God. You, fellowship, you are in tune with him. Faith outside of God doesn't work. So you are in tune with Him. You are in tune with God. It is God who has spoken to you. You know what God has said. You know His word for yourself. And you act out. You do what He says you should do. Be persuaded enough about what He has said. Abraham was persuaded. In Romans chapter 4, verse 19, I think, He says that Abraham was persuaded. And being persuaded that He that has promised was able also to perform. He was so moved. He, he knew that God, the one who had promised, was able to perform. So he was persuaded about it. God changed his name into Father of Many Nations. He was calling himself Father of Many Nations. If you say Father, he will beat you. He will tell you, call me Father of Many Nations. Ah, this is verse 21. It says, and being fully persuaded, he was fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. He knew. Fully persuaded. Ask anybody, are you fully persuaded? What do your neighbor say? Fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. Hallelujah. It works. It works. It works. It works. So you, you, just, you just stay in faith. You are, you are with God. No matter the circumstances, no matter. This is what God has said. I know what God has said. His promise does not fail. His, your promise still stands, right? Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Your faithfulness. 
on his faithfulness do you get it that just shall live by God's faithfulness so you trust that what God has said he's able to perform and so you are persuaded no matter what's happening you are persuaded God has done it for somebody he will do it for me if he did it before he will do it again it's the same God Yeah, that child will show up. Someone did 10 years. 10 years believing God for a child. The child came after 10 years. Recently, a friend did 14 years, right? 14 years. But 14 years later, the child has come. 14 years, just recently. The child has still come. They don't say, I don't know. I don't know. All these bad boys who were bad boys in university, they have married, they have all had children. Look at me. I was a good boy. I was loving the Lord. Look at my life. <laughs> oh Lord, where shall I? Where shall I? You are out for faith. You are allowing the circumstances to beat you. You may cry, but after you've cried, wipe your tears and come back in faith. <laughs> Get yourself back in faith and say, the Lord will do it. I believe the Lord and I know He's going to get it done. Yeah, in fact, if you get to a better place, you say, the Lord has done it. It's already done. And so you start celebrating God. Whenever you think about the situation, you start celebrating God. Hallelujah. You start celebrating God because it's already done. You thank God for the situation. You thank God in the midst of the situation. Hallelujah. You may take your seats. Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah. I'll never go down in my life. So even when you're going down, don't say, hey, I'm going down, no. Hey, I'm going down, no. Lord, I'm going down. Yeah, I'm going down. I thought you said you would. I'll never go down in my life. Look at me. I'm going down. No. I'm going up. I'm going higher and higher. I'm getting better and better. Stronger and stronger. Greater and greater. More prosperous by the day. I'm getting healthier and healthier. Yeah. Don't say, ah, this cancer is going to kill me. No. No. Stay in faith. You may be staring at a cancer, but start talking against it and start killing it with the word of God. You are dead. You are not in my life. It is still there. But you are seeing you are dead. You are not in my life. You don't depend on what the doctors say. You don't depend on the x-ray. Oh, the x-ray says this and this and this. One guy, one young man was telling me, his sister got an accident. You know, and the x-ray showed something earlier on. He came here, he told me about it. I said, let's pray about it. We prayed. When he went back, I said, let's believe. Let's believe God for it. The x-ray is, is powerful, but her ribs, I don't know if you are here. If that gentleman is here. I said, her ribs are going to be, for everything is going to be fine. He went back after three days, four days, he went to check again, and there was no crack in the rib. Everything was fine. Yeah. It's childlike. A child believes you when you say you buy him an airplane. He believe, every child feels like the parents are superheroes. 
it feels like the, the parents can provide everything. Since when you grow up, you realize that your, your parents can provide everything. But when you're a child, you know, you believe in your heart that your parents can provide everything. And you see them providing for everything. You don't, you don't care about some things. Childlike faith. Same way. A child is, a, a child is foolish to someone who is older. Isn't it? Yeah, you is foolish. Ah, you, they, you, they said nobody will play to have believed it. Ah, I'll be there. You are too old to believe. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Don't let that be true in the spirit. Don't be too old to know that God, God, eh? God, you are older than God now. God, eh? He has to be very careful. The last time he didn't do the last time he didn't do, he didn't do that for this person. I mean, I don't believe in some things. So I don't believe in some things. No, don't say that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Have you learned anything since you came to church? Have you been blessed? God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.